And welcome, everyone, to our Bleacher Report, NCAA Digital and March Madness Men's Basketball Top 25 Review. Break down our Power 36, Player of the Week, Team of the Week, and really just interact with you guys in terms of discussion of where we are in men's college basketball. Now, on this Monday, January 9th, you've got the College Football National Championship between TCU and Georgia out in L.A. When that is over, all the attention in college sports in the revenue sports should turn to men's and women's basketball. Uh, we would hope. And for those that have not been paying attention, uh, there are significant changes here uh, this past week um, and a lot to get to and unpack uh, because I think it's pretty interesting what has occurred and uh, open to a lot of debate before we break down the poll. I do want to mention my team and player of the week, all of it coming out of the big 12. Um, First off, the player of the week, Marquise Noel, uh, had a phenomenal week for Kansas State. He scored 30-plus points in a win over Texas and then a win over Baylor, both on the road. Uh, that one-two punch for Jerome Tang of Noel uh, and um, Keontae Johnson has been really significant for K-State to where they are legitimately – a Big 12 title contender this season in Jerome Tang's first season. In fact, I think there's a little bit of a parallel between uh, what Tang is doing at K-State and what Tommy Lloyd did last year at Arizona, their first year, their first head coaching job after being longtime assistants. Tang at Baylor for Scott Drew, of course, Tommy Lloyd for Mark Few at Gonzaga. Uh, my team of the week, Iowa State. Iowa State, early in the season, got that win over North Carolina when they were number one out in Portland. I was there for that. And then they lost to Iowa, just a tiny bit of a hiccup. They're now back up. And they had two great road wins in the Big 12 where they knocked off Oklahoma and TCU on a Gabe Kausher three-pointer. So a great week for Iowa State, two road wins, K-State, two road wins in arguably the most competitive league, the Big 12. Ties all in that in my power 36, I had Kansas number one, uh, because the Jayhawks went on the road and won at Texas Tech and at West Virginia. So if you can see the trend there, three Big 12 teams, player, team, and my number one, all winning on the road this week in the Big 12, uh, which is not easy to do. And, you know, I kind of think that was a pretty unique week for all of that to happen uh, in one seven-day period. But there's a new number one in the EP top 25 that I hemmed and hawed a little bit. And as you can see on your screen, it is Houston. So Purdue and Kansas, as I said, Kansas won its two road games. Uh, I had Purdue two, Kansas one, Houston uh, three, I believe. I have to see if that's correct, but three or four. I'm trying to memorize all this. Um, you know, look, the American is not the same as the Big 12 and the Big 10. Let's be honest. It is not. Um, and But they're winning the games on their schedule. Uh, they knocked off Cincinnati on the road on Sunday. So I don't have a problem with Houston being number one. Um, as you can see in terms of vote total points, the way the AP does it, it's pretty close with Houston and Kansas. A difference of 17 total points. Uh, and Purdue wasn't that far behind. Um, here's the old Purdue. So Purdue goes and loses at home 
right at the end of Rutgers. Um, Fletcher Lawyer hit a big-time shot, looked like it was over. Then Cam Spencer turns around and hits the dagger uh, to win the game. So they lose on a last possession, essentially. Then they go on the road to Ohio State, beat Ohio State. Great win. Uh, Fletcher Lawyer hits that shot, um, the freshman guard. And then on Sunday, I was there on Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Purdue plays Penn State at the Plestra. Historic venue. Most college basketball games have ever been played in any arena at the Plestra. Uh, it was deemed initially a neutral game. It was a road game. And I hope in the net and all other metrics, I hope it is viewed as such because it was Penn State's home game in every facet. They controlled all the tickets. Everyone's wearing white. The video board, everything was Penn State. Uh, great atmosphere, intimate, sold out. And Purdue won the game. So Purdue goes two and one where their one loss is essentially the last possession against Rutgers. And they went at Ohio state and a de facto at Penn state. So that's why I had Purdue two, Kansas one because they won those two road games and I had Houston right below that because of the quality of competition. They're not playing ranked teams um, in those games. But again, uh, I have no issue with those three. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee, I had them a couple below, you know, I had UCLA higher close game that they beat USC, but it's a rivalry game. Um, so I, again, I have no problem with this top five and we could tweak the order a little bit, but it's fine. I mean, these five schools that you see on your screen right now, Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, Tennessee are all in contention for one seeds. I would add Arizona and UConn uh, as probably the other within the seven. Is that right? Yeah. Within the top seven that are in contention for a one seed. Um, so it's going to be very uh, competitive down the stretch. So, um, you know, UConn drop, they lose two games. Hard road games at Xavier, at Providence, back-to-back. So they dropped. Natural. Um, Gonzaga is now winning close games on the road. And I will say this again. I'm sure people will uh, come back me that don't fully understand it, and that's fine. But I can just tell you I've seen it with my own eyes that whenever they go to those small band boxes, they are the biggest game of the year. They're a sellout, and that's what happened last weekend where they went to San Francisco, which is a decent team, and Santa Clara, which has been having a very good season, and they won both games in late possession games. Those are good road wins because both those teams are playing well. Uh, you know, is it the same as going to Pacific? No, um, probably not Pepperdine. But there are legitimate arenas in the WCC that are tiny and are packed for the Zags. Uh, and so that makes it difficult. Arizona... Shocking loss to Washington State, sort of unexplained. That's why they dropped. Texas loses that game to K-State. I would have flipped that, and I had K-State in my top 10. Um, K-State beat Texas, and they won at Baylor. So kind of hard not to you know, include them. Um, Xavier had a great week, beating UConn and winning at Villanova. I think Virginia's too high at 13. I would have dropped them because um, – you know, they lost this past week. 
Iowa State. I moved way up because of those road wins as my team of the week. You know, Arkansas, the Arkansas fans are all over me for dropping them out of my poll. Um, but they're missing their two best players. They lost, they've lost two of their last three. So Arkansas fans can come at me, and that's fine. You know, if they were healthy, I still believe in them, but you've got to deal with what you see in terms of results. Two of their last three losses, and they're missing their two best players. Uh, Miami TCU, Miami had a bad loss to detect TCU that crushing defeat to uh, Iowa State. You know, Wisconsin lost to Illinois. I would have dropped them, even though Tyler Waller didn't play. Providence, I'm glad they're in the top 25 because they've had a great season. They're undefeated top of the Big East. Much better Big East than non-con. They didn't have a bad loss in the non-con, but they just didn't have a good win. Uh, Missouri, back in. Auburn, I like that. College of Charleston, good that they're in there at 22. I think they've won 14 or 15 in a row, one loss. Uh, top, of the, top of the Colonial, so they're having a great year. San Diego State replaces New Mexico for me in the poll and here with the Aztecs now atop the Mount West again. Um, you know, Marquette's on a nice tear. The Duke staying in the top 25. Um, I dropped them out of the top 25 and a couple reasons. One, they lost badly to NC State. They did beat BC. No Jeremy Roach, but it was a one-possession game. So, you know, you could make the argument that they should be out. So, overall, feel pretty good with the top 25 this week. Um, I would have tweaked a couple things, as I said. K-State, Iowa State should definitely be higher. Uh, that is for certain among this list. Uh, all right, let's go to some questions. So Goldfish agrees with me and says Kansas should be over Houston. I agree. Brendan Hughes asks, how much do I trust Houston? I trust them because they're going to defend as well as any team in the country. Uh, and they're going to be in every game. And they're going to play their tails off. Um, can they win the national championship, get to Houston? Certainly they can. Uh, you know, it'll just be interesting to see when the competition rises up, which unfortunately for Houston is not going to be until March. You know, the games against Memphis, yes. Uh, I think Tulane is going to give them problems because they're playing well with Ron Hunter, but that's about it. And none of them are ranked right now. Uh, Aaron Yad, why you have UVA over Miami? That's a legitimate question. Miami did beat UVA within the recent past. Maybe it's the Georgia Tech loss for Miami. Uh, that's possible. Uh, Sam Basso. Oh, so this is a good point. Why? How is Pitt not ranked? I'm going to even turn it around on you. So I had Pitt in my top 36. You know who I had ranked that AP did not? And that is Clemson. So Clemson made my top 25 because they beat Pitt and they're undefeated atop the ACC. Brad Brunell uh, has done a great job under the radar, as he always has. And usually they would be, you know, really hovering on the bubble. And they still may. But right now they're putting them, them, themselves in position to where they're not going to have to worry about the bubble uh, if they keep this up. So that's great. And they should have been ranked. And I I would put Pitt um, just outside, which is what I did. So Lad asks again, why isn't Kansas number one? I, You know why? I'll tell you. I think it's laziness that everyone just sort of moves people up based on where they are. And, you know, that's probably one of the reasons. Um, 
if you peel it back, who had a better week? It was Kansas. I mean, should Houston be penalized for winning games that are on their schedule? No, but, you know, Kansas won better games. I, I agree on SJM. You know, let me peel this question back about why is K-State behind Texas? I don't have the answer to that. I have them ahead of Texas. I have them in my top 10. But when that game is played matters. Now, that game was this West, this past week, so it matters a lot. The head-to-head in November, and I get this a lot from people. How can this team be ahead of this team when they beat them on November 15th? Well, so much changes between then and now. How are you playing now? Who's even playing for you now? Who have you beaten since then? Where was the game? Where is this game in these past weeks? So it's not apples and apples of you beat this team. Context matters. In the rankings, for sure it matters of when that game was played and where it was played. So to your question, yes, it was just this past week. So no, Texas should not be ahead of K-State, especially because K-State's undefeated. And then won another road game and won at Baylor. Uh, Jared says, where would I put Rutgers? Um, I had Rutgers at the back end. Uh, wait, did I drop them out? No, I'm trying to remember. Um, so Rutgers, I think, I, no, I had them, I think, at the back end. So they lose to Iowa at home. And otherwise, yeah, they, and they, yes, I did have them still ranked. They beat Purdue and they beat Maryland. Um, you know, it was just a bad no show on Sunday, which you got to credit Iowa. Uh, Bastoni says Clemson should be at 20 minimum. I agree with you 100%. Um, so Hanash says Gonzaga being ranked eighth makes no sense. Again, that is your opinion. I will disagree. Um, I think that they, uh, have represented themselves well. Drew Timmy's playing like an All-American again. And again, these are road wins. As we've seen across the country, road wins are very hard to come by. Matty J says, finally, the Big East is representing. And yes, UConn, Providence, Xavier, or UConn, Xavier, Providence, Marquette, all, I think, really deserving to be ranked in the top 25. Um, and so what is Marquette's ceiling? I think they could be, could they get to the second week? And they could probably second round. Um, but yes, this week with UConn and Xavier the next week, it is, um, it's a significant week for the Golden Eagles. What happened at FSU? A lot of injuries, slow start. And, you know, it's really like Leonard Hamilton's first kind of down year. Why is Duke still ranked? Um, Good question. I don't have the answer. Where is NC State? Um, further down the pecking order. Uh, Multi-strike wants to know my number one seeds. I'd say at this moment in time, probably without peeling it back yet. And we're going to have a bracket, by the way, on Tuesday at some point. Um, you know, for sure, Houston, Kansas, Purdue. And then the question is the fourth. I'm leaning Alabama right now as my fourth. But we'll see. Um, I had Northwestern in my power 36. I think I've had them at 29, maybe I think somewhere in the twenties. I just don't have it in front of me. Um, look, Northwestern had an odd week where they, um, oh, it was a week before they got crushed by Ohio state. Yeah. So they beat Illinois. So this is a good week. Beat Illinois at home, crushed them. And then they led Indiana for most of the game and essentially put them away. 
So uh, they've had two bad losses margin-wise, the home Ohio State and home Pitt that are hard to fathom. They're defending the best they've ever had under Chris Collins. And when you look at they've won at Michigan State, at Indiana, home Illinois, you know, uh, for their three Big Ten wins, if they can get, you know, six more, seven for sure, but if they can find a way to get six to seven more Big Ten wins, they're going to get in. I really believe that, which is crazy. I don't think anyone had that. Did Missouri versus Vandy scare me? No. You know, they still won the game. Uh, no, Illinois. Well, Illinois just got its first win over Wisconsin. They didn't have Tyler Wall. We need to see a little bit more that they've gotten rid of their issues. They defended very well. Um, you know, look, George, I think the reason that UConn fell to six or only to six was because um, they came back and beat Creighton at home after two really hard road losses. Peyton wants to know who's going to win Purdue-Kansas. Be an interesting matchup because Kansas does a matchup with Edie. You know, Kansas is very similar. They're a better Penn State than what we saw on Sunday. They have better players, but similar structured that like Penn State on Sunday didn't have a true big, but they got big, strong guards. And so it's a similar makeup, just better players at Kansas than Penn State. So it'd be a really good, inter- interesting matchup. Um, yeah, thoughts on... Alabama, how real they're going to be when they get in the heart of the SEC. Well, that's true. Obviously, you're bypassing Kentucky, which was a great win. Um, yeah, we thought it was going to be maybe down here in the Big East, and so far it's not been. But there have been teams that have disappointed. St. John's for sure. Villanova had a lot of injuries, so um, that's true. You know, Bryant, uh, the Duke being ranked still in no NC State. It's a good question. You could argue maybe Duke shouldn't be ranked at all. But NC State's got some warts. But Duke did lose big to, you know, Wake and NC State. I don't think Camden that uh, Bama is overrated. So I disagree with you. Um, John Taylor, where is Clemson? I agree. So they're going to use this, I'm sure, because this is clearly, you know, part of their MO, which I think is uh, legitimate here. Uh, All right. So let's just pause for the questions and look at the upcoming games. Tuesday night. You got Michigan State at Wisconsin. We'll wait and see if Tyler Wall plays, which would be significant for the Badgers. Michigan State's playing well, just beat Michigan. Uh, Oklahoma is struggling, so I fully expect Kansas to win that game. Then you got Carolina at Virginia. Um, really interesting. Carolina looked really good against Notre Dame. Did lose to Pitt, but it was late uh, on the road. And Virginia. Uh, you know, obviously plays Carolina well. Um, I don't know. That's going to be a really interesting game. You know, especially how Virginia guards Baycott because Baycott's playing really well. On Wednesday, great test for UConn again to go to Marquette. Uh, And Marquette, as we know, is playing really well. Um, Alabama at Arkansas. This is a really intriguing game for Arkansas. More so. Because the pressure's on Arkansas. You're missing your two best players or two of your best players. A young team, very talented young team. And Alabama coming in sky high off will beat Kentucky by 26. Arkansas just lost to Auburn. They lost to LSU the week before. So 
the question then is, you know, at some point Arkansas is going to have to beat the teams that are in their neighborhood if they want to stay in that neighborhood. Indiana at Penn State, real intriguing game. Uh, Penn State really needs that game, to be honest. You know, Indiana's hanging around with a resume that's okay, uh, certainly with the wins over Xavier on the road and Carolina at home. Those are their best wins. Um, they don't have anything to show for themselves significantly in the Big Ten yet. So um, this is a big game for them on the road. No Race Thompson, no Xavier Johnson means two of their best defensive players are not in the lineup. Jalen Hood Shafino is playing as well as any freshman guard this past week. Okay, context. He had a great week that Indiana didn't, but he did. Penn State um, is going to have to reset after a disappointing second half. They had a good first half against Purdue. They're up 37-31. So we'll see how they handle this bounce back because they're going to need this game. Now, that game will be in State College, and the students are back this week. TCU at Texas. You know, TCU is feeling a little burned after getting um, uh, losing on a late possession to Iowa State, Gabe Kausher, um, with the three-pointer. And Texas, now that we know that Rodney Terry is the full-time interim coach, not just the acting interim coach, full-time interim coach. Um, but, you know, look, Texas has played well without Chris Beard, um, and they lost late possession. But I think this will be an intriguing game. Utah, UCLA, disappointing game for Utah against Oregon. That would be great for Utah to get that one. UCLA, rivalry game. I'm going to give them a pass. And it's USC's not, I mean, decent. And it came out of late possession. Uh, Nebraska to Purdue. Purdue's going to crush them, even though Nebraska won at Minnesota. Kentucky, Tennessee. How about that for Kentucky? Back-to-back Saturdays at Alabama, at Tennessee. Wow. Um, you know, to me, and people may mock me saying this, for me, I want to see Kentucky play well. They played well against LSU at home. Tell me when, outside of London, so that's a neutral against Michigan, when have they played really well away from home? Didn't against Gonzaga, lost in Indianapolis, and it was double overtime, but they didn't play great against Michigan State. Casey Wallace played well in that game. And I know Oscar Sheboy was just coming back, but still. Um, they got to play well. Whether they win or not, you know, they should play well against Tennessee. Miami, NC State, all these NC State fans, oh, where's NC State? Well, win that game, and then maybe they will be. Wisconsin at Indiana, again, big week for Indiana, going to Penn State, hosting Wisconsin. Wisconsin, big week for them, hosting Michigan State at Indiana. Uh, and K-State at TCU. So K-State, you know, right now in competition with Kansas. Can they go to TCU and do what Iowa State just did? Uh, B. Duan says UNLV needs some love. And uh, Kevin Kruger did a great job by winning at New Mexico. So, yes, I think they should. Um, Blake says, what does Purdue have to do to regain number one? Just keep winning because there's more of a chance Kansas is going to lose at some point in the Big 12. Got a K-State game coming up. And Houston, I don't know if they're going to lose, so we'll see. <laughs> they may hold it for a while. Uh, I agree. We've addressed Clemson. Um, you know, more love for Houston and their guards. I agree with that. Um, by the way, you know, we've talked about National Player of the Year, the Naismith Award. And last week, 
uh, when Purdue, or earlier in even the week, when they lost to Rutgers and the week before, uh, they struggled a little even though they won. You know, I was starting to think, okay, Zach Eady's got some company. And Azulis, uh, uh, Tubelis, um was playing great for Arizona. Jalen Wilson still playing really well for Kansas. Um, Drew Timmy started to play really well. Sasser from Houston. So you could start to make some arguments like he's got some company. And he still may. But his performance on Sunday was a separator. 30 and 13. And granted, Penn State did not have a matchup for him. But it was like, uh, you know, Gulliver's Travelers. Uh, tra- travels, if I could say, speak correctly. I mean, he was just like this giant among these little people, the little Pusians. And he's just catching it, boop, catching it in, catching it in. Uh, it was just a joke how easy he was scoring against Penn State. So he finished with 30 and 13. Um, so anyway, so I think right now he's back as the leader for player of the year. Uh, Max wants to know why UConn was overlooked at the beginning of the season. Uh, first of all, I mean, we didn't know how good the freshman transfer class was. No one knew Donovan Klingon, for example, uh, from Bristol, Connecticut. And Sonogo hadn't been fully healthy throughout his career. Maybe that was one reason they lost to New Mexico State in the first round of the tournament. So there was reason to be maybe a little skeptical. It was a mistake. You know, a lot of these preseason polls, we don't get all right. We might some some years, you know, probably the one we all got right from the beginning. No question was 2009 when North Carolina with Tyler Hansbrough came back. Um, they were great from beginning to end. They won the national championship going away in Detroit over Michigan State. Another year, I think I think back to where we were pretty correct early, um, you know, uh, the Kentucky year. They didn't win it. When they went 40, or excuse me, they were trying to go 40, you know, they went 38, no. And Wisconsin beat them in 2015 in the national semifinals. That team was loaded and was number one, I think, almost the whole year. So that was another one where we kind of knew who the team was and they held serve. Uh, you know, the Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett year, they get upset by Michigan State in the lead eight. Um, that's the year if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, that was 2019, right? That was 2019 year before the pandemic. So yeah, they get upset, uh, by Michigan state. Um, but you know, that was a team that held serve essentially as number one, uh, a couple more here before we get out of here. Where is UNC? Um, you know, I agree. Carolina is playing well. They should be somewhere. I don't think they'd be in the top 25, but you certainly in my, they are my rankings of the 36. Uh, so that is legitimate. Um, let's see if we can take one or two more. Um, can Ohio State climb back in the top 25? Of course they can. Um, Bray wants to know if Grand Canyon, Sam Houston, and Santa Clara can make noise if they make it. You know, I haven't seen the first two play. I think Santa Clara could because they can score. Herb Sendick's got a good scoring team. Uh, prediction for Duke-Clemson Saturday. That's a great test for Clemson. Look, if Duke is fully healthy, I still like Duke. Uh, but we don't know if they will be. I mean, no Jeremy Roach against BC was significant. He's their, He is their most important player. Maybe not their most talented, but he's their most important. He didn't play against BC, and they only won by one possession. Uh, is Matt Painter coach of the year? 
good call. I would say right now, I like that. Um, I think you have to say Matt Painter. Let's look at this right now, this top 25. Um, if I were to list your top three in some order, um, well, you know what? I'm going to go a top five in some order. I think you can make a strong case for Matt Painter. They weren't supposed to be this good. Nate Oates at Alabama. Jerome Tang at K-State. Kelvin Sampson, because they're right back where they were with some missing pieces at Houston. And the same with Bill Self. Um, winning the national championship, and he's got a team that can win it all again. And then after that, you want to put it in Dan Hurley and Rick Barnes. That's all fine. I, and, you know, Tommy Lloyd again, all legitimate to be right in there. You know, if Iowa State keeps winning, TJ Otzelberger gets some love again. Um, all legitimate candidates. I think it's going to be a really interesting race for National Coach of the Year. All right, we've gone 30 minutes. Uh, so I hope we answered a lot of your questions. Um, college football ends on Monday night. So no excuse. Pay attention to men's college basketball and women's college basketball here going forward. Um, and, uh, it's going to continue to get really interesting in a lot of these high profile leagues. So as always look for all our social media coverage on bleach report, NCAA digital and March Madness men's basketball. I'm Andy Katz. I appreciate your time and your engagement. Have a good week, everyone.